Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the so damn tiny but full of surprises edition. Oh no. Oh, oh no? Those are <laughs> those are the worst. Are they? There's so many small things. Yeah. Lots of like like wasps and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. that are just full of danger. That's true. There's so much danger. <laughs> I feel like that's what it's like with spiders. Like, the smaller they are, mm. the worse they are. That's true. The worse the bite. Yeah. And then your arm falls off. Oh, my <laughs> God. This is what anxiety does. I'm totally uh, spiraled. <clears throat> well, it's really great that you picked insects today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's like you knew on some level. <sighs> today is in between 089. Some ants smell like blue cheese. Why? <laughs> <laughs> great question. And some worms are farmers. Well, I love that. I have the best right? image in my head. A little like hat. A, a little, little hat. <laughs> a little, what is it? The, the hay in the mouth is so cute. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with just the so excited Marissa Riley. That's me. I am so pleasantly, <laughs> like, surprised and excited. Um <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, when I hear the word surprise, I just assume it's a bad thing now. Oh, yeah. Now it is. And mm-hmm. um, this sounds adorable. It's, it's, it's pretty adorable. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to The Flop. Welcome. Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about today. And now that I do, I'm, I'm kind of pumped. <laughs> I love a cute bug. This is, this is pretty great. Yes. Uh, and before we get into the whole damn thing, uh, I want to thank, let's pause and just thank yes. a longtime member of the flock yes. and newest monthly supporter, George. George! George! What a hero! <laughs> George, 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 George! Uh, yeah, George, you've been an incredible supporter online, on yeah. social medias, and now a monthly supporter. Thank you so much. Thank so, you so much. We see you. We love you. We love you. Yeah. And thanks to George, we're all going to find out what some ants smell like today. <laughs> so, sure. <that's, laughs> uh, and if any member of the flock would love to give, uh, first of all, thank you. There's some links in our show notes. If you want to give once in a while, we've yeah. got a Venmo tip jar. There's a monthly linky thing also. And just thank you just for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends. About the whole damn thing, because the flock is huge. We're growing by the month. It's pretty crazy. We're growing (laughs) so big, and we really couldn't do this without you. I've said this before. If if y'all weren't here, then um, it would just be us. (laughs) Which is is still fun. Which is also fun, but we we love an audience. Yeah. So should we begin? Absolutely. All right, my friends. I hope your back and knees are in working shape because today we're bending the fuck down and getting eye level with some insect friends that have been keeping secrets from us. What? <clears throat> That's not right. Secrets. Not, not <laughs> bug secrets. Bug secrets. <laughs> uh, these secrets, however, have just been recently revealed thanks to some curious researchers. Oh. Mm-hmm. In the first half of the show, we're going to smell some ants because why, why not? Why not? That's yeah, right. let's do it. We've all snorted weirder things. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse my throat. Uh, and the olfactory results are kind of awesome. Olfactory, so. call back to our right. olfactory episode. Mm-hmm. Amazing. We, as far as I know, we both have bulbs. <laughs> we have bulbs. If you don't know what we're talking about, I completely understand. But if you're curious, yeah. you should listen to that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just rewind a, a few episodes. Yeah. Uh, in the second half of the show, an absolute first. Worms were documented farming plants to be eaten at a later time. That is so... Damn. Yeah. Cute. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's a behavior 
which has never seen but has never been seen before in this species. So it's a pretty big fucking deal, and it's kind of adorable. That's a huge deal. I, I love it. I know. So. Let's begin today's exciting discoveries, shall we? We shall. To do so, we need to travel back in time to a simpler time. A time before certain elections and certain plagues. Oh, dear. 2013. Wow, what an innocent time. Yeah. Um, listening to a lot of <laughs> Rihanna. No one asked what I was doing in 2013, no. but yeah. I told you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we just so happened to be standing in the ecology evolution and biology department of Kennesaw State University in the state of Georgia. Amazing. And it was here professor, assistant professor Clint Pennick and a colleague decided to settle a controversial debate once and for all. It's time. It's now, yes. Now, yeah. when I say controversial, I'm sure a lot of topics come to mind, like, is there really a God? Do we have free will? But most important, especially for Clint, was the question, what does the common house ant a.k.a. the odorous house ant, actually smell like? I mean, we've all asked ourselves <laughs> yes. this question. Yes. I think about it daily. Mm. Yes, because it's... Um, but it's a good question. <laughs> it's a very good question. It's unsolved. Yes, believe it or not, my friends, entomologists have, or I should say had no clue, no conclusive answer to this question. What does an insect called odorous actually smell like? Yeah, it's time. Yes. <laughs> literature, <clears throat> excuse me, literature that existed online labeled the scent as everything from, quote, rancid butter oh. to cleaning solution. Oh, those are so different. Those are extremely different. Yeah. And Clint cannot just let this go on any longer. The true odor of the odorous house ant needed to be officially studied. It's time. We need to... Yes. Get it right. <laughs> Those are two very different smells. So he did what any one of us would do. Grab a friend who owes you a favor and get down to business. Yeah. And that friend was Adrian Smith, co-author of the study we're about to break down. And together, they first scoured all that online literature to narrow down the most popular labels. Amazing. Okay, Dr. Marissa, please tell us what were the four most common foodstuffs associated with their scent? I would love to talk about it. All right. Quote, Rotten coconut. <laughs> so random. Uh, blue cheese, mm -hmm. rancid butter, and in more quotes, other. That's right. Great. Those and that's the end of uh, the list. <laughs> I, I mean, I've never smelled rancid butter or what was the other one? Uh, rotten coconut. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I can't even begin to know what other means. <laughs> Yes, it's uh, open to debate, that one. Absolutely. It's the... <laughs> so many specific and non-specific things. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Now, you're probably wondering what an ant that could be described as smelling like blue cheese looks like exactly. Yeah. Well, if you're in North America, you've seen them. Amazing. And probably had them in, in your home at some point. Yeah. Uh, please, everyone, imagine a black or brownish ant. So an ant. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, there you go. They're a classic visually. But after this in-betweeny, you'll have to stop yourself from screaming at people that they, what they actually smell like. Incredible. About what they actually smell like. I've never in my life thought to, like, lean down <laughs> yes. to an ant pile or, like, an ant <clears throat> in the kitchen and smell it. Take a whiff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I will think about it now. <laughs> I won't do it. But So, with these top four scents in hand, Clint and Adrian were ready to get on with the next step of their analysis. They wanted to perform a subjective test with the human nose, and this can only mean one thing. Heading on over to North Carolina's Bugfest. <laughs> I know, the 
takes a I'm lot of turns. I'm so happy this exists. Yeah. Everyone <clears throat> deserves a festival. Yeah, yeah. Musicians, other things. <laughs> Thank God there's a bug fest, and I love that it's called Bug Fest. Bug Fest. I, I, I'm not going to go, but I'm really <laughs> happy it's there. That's right. You heard me. Where else can you get people to sniff shit given to them by a stranger but a festival? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's too real. Um, so, Dr. Marissa, please tell us a little bit more about Bug Fest, which takes place every year in good old North Carolina. I mean, nothing would make me happier. All right. From the website naturalsciences.org, quote, Bug Fest is the largest bug-centered event of its kind in the entire country with the goal of educating and engaging the people in science and the natural world. Boom. Amazing. Continuing the quote, <laughs> taking place within the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences, museum guests participate in more than 100 exhibits, crafts, games, and activities, and interact with entomologists and other scientists while learning about the fascinating world of arthropods. Mm. I love this. Uh, this year, <laughs> 2022, Bugfest spotlights the subphylum uh, Myriopoda, Myriopoda, nice. um, which has about 13,000 terrestrial species sure to delight the participants of all ages with their numerous legs. Mm. End quote. I, I kind of want to go now. <laughs> that sold me. I'm like, oh, we, we should go see some, uh, what are they called? Uh, Myri Myriopoda. Uh, pods. Myriapods. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm here numerous, for it. Numerous legs. But many legs <laughs> into it. Uh, my friends, Bugfest is the Coachella for bug lovers. Yes. Uh, this year, the event takes place September 17th, so you still have time to book your tickets. Pumped. And as you could probably guess by what Dr. Marissa just said, the festival's theme surrounds millipedes and centipedes this so year. So gross. Once I actually had a millipede infestation Ugh. in my first ever apartment, mm. and I was so young and drunk that I, <laughs> you guessed it, did nothing. Oh, and yeah. I would have friends over, and they no. would just watch them because no, I would dude. just kind of sweep them away where in the living room yeah. and um I would just kind of sweep away while they were like having drinks and stuff yeah and I'd be like just don't worry about the it. bugs or your friends <laughs> depends on the friend <laughs> oh my god so if you're an entomologist for example that needs to find a place full of people more than willing to let bugs crawl on their face and oh body. <laughs> a place full of people who just can't not touch insects. Well, Bugfest is the place to be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Clint and Adrian brought hundreds of odorous house ants to the 2013 fest and asked random folks if they were interested in participating in a smellathon. This is so nerdy. I'm so. <laughs> obsessed with it. I love it. Dr. Marissa, how many strangers do you think they were able to convince to smell these ants? 25. Uh, is that your final answer? Yes. 25. Yes. Okay, you're close. 143. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of people. So, so many. So many strangers who are willing to smell things. That's a lot of um, strangers, yeah. Now, for the odor to be released, unfortunately, these bugs need to be squeezed 
Like oh, first? Yeah. I got it. I got yeah. it. Okay. So, yeah. So, quote, participants were asked to crush the odorous house ant between their fingers and identify the scent from among four choices. Rotten coconut, blue cheese, rancid butter, or other. Other. Which, oh, my God. Which allowed for a write-in candidate. Okay, fair. Quote, fair, from fair, From the study. So, the surveys were taken, and Clint and Adrian headed back to the lab to perform a more objective analysis. Ah. Ah, Dr. Marissa, please tell us what did the researchers do here as described in their study? I would love to talk about it. All right, quote, to determine the exact chemical composition of the odorous house ant scent. (laughs) I don't know why that was so serious. Um, We used gas chromatography mass Spectrometry. Holy shit, that was poetry. That was that rolled poetry. Off your I, I I said it with a hand gesture that yeah. was very Shakespearean because that's <laughs> what it deserved. That was amazing. Um, continuing the quote, we analyzed the volatile compounds produced by live ant workers, blue cheese and coconut flesh, uh, coconut fresh and rotten. Uh, coconut was purchased fresh, and a portion was buried for three days until it was covered with blue mold and emitted a strange odor. Mm-hmm. End quote. There you go. So they are getting down and dirty That's to right. figure this out. Also, what does bad coconut smell like? <laughs> I've never smelled it. Is everyone, does everyone know the smell? It's like when mm. I... um. When I came to New York and I knew the exact smell of dead animals. Yeah. And I realized not everyone knows that. Mm. Not everyone has inspected roadkill as much as me. That's, yeah. Aw. You have, you have like yourself a little badge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you took it that way as a cute thing. Um, <laughs> Just one of the perks of living in Texas, growing up in Texas, right? I don't know if I would call it a perk. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely a, a skill. A skill, yeah. A you see a lot of dead skill. animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, it happens, but yeah. let's talk about ants again. Um. <laughs> That's right, my friends. They broke down all four scents on a molecular level, creating a profile of each, if you will. Amazing. They then could compare and contrast, seeing which profile matched best to the compounds produced by the ants. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Marissa, let's get to the participant study first. Do tell us, what did these bug lovers detect? I would love to talk about this. All right, from the study published in the 2015 summer issue of American Entomologist, the best magazine in the world. <laughs> Sponsor us. I love it. Um, uh, quote, most participants in the smell test chose... Blue cheese with rotten coconut coming in third. End quote. Was second other? That's right. Uh, That's right. Second was other. But blue cheese and rotten coconut. Rotten coconut. A pin in that. So, my friends, I'm thrilled to report that this random ass group of people who adore bugs inside and out, I think they were good enough to be called bug sommeliers because... Oh, Oh, yeah. Drum roll, please. The compound profile, which was the greatest match to the ants, it was blue cheese. There you go. Hey, round of applause. Amazing. <laughs> well done, bug friends. People, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now hold on to your butts for this because okay. it gets crazier. What? Remember that rotten coconut we talked about that came oh, in third? I will never forget it. <laughs> well, 
it came in third, but here's why. Here's why. The compounds that match, they're called methyl ketones. Okay, okay. okay? And there are no methyl ketones in fresh coconut. What? But, quote, once coconut turned rotten, however, it developed a distinct odorous house ant scent because it released the same methyl ketones found in blue cheese. Oh! Interestingly, the microbes that turn coconut oil rancid, penicillin, penicillin mold, are this very same microbes used to make blue cheese. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's all connected. It's all connected. It's all... I'm doing a hand gesture that yeah. no one can see. <laughs> But it's right in my face. It's right <laughs> it's in really Jill's. Um, look at it. Look at it. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> it's, okay. <laughs> it's totally okay. So my friends, the next time you see a little ant on the pavement, say in America, whisper to the stranger next to you that they smell like blue cheese. Blue cheese. And then watch their reaction. And when you make <laughs> eye contact... <laughs> When you make eye contact, you can proceed to say that they also smell like rotten coconut. And not the coconut part per se, but the rotten part, thanks to the penicillin mold that metabolizes coconut oil. I like how you whispered all yeah. of that. Like it, <laughs> like it is a like perfume ad. That's right. With notes of jasmine That's and right. coconut that is rancid. That's right. Enjoy, yeah. ant. <laughs> and when that stranger backs away slowly from you, you can end the conversation by saying that you heard it right here. Well, that's interesting. There you go. Full circle. Thanks to George. And then no context after that. No context. Walk away. <laughs> Never right. text them again. That's right. <laughs> after the break, we're moving on from ants and we're making a beeline to some worms. Fuck yeah, worms. Worms that will make you so goddamn impressed. I love an impressive worm. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends... Grab yourself a warm coat. No. <laughs> Sorry, it just became summer yeah. in New York, and we have waited so long so for long. it. Yeah. Um, but I, I would love to go wherever we're going. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a warm coat. We're heading over to the Royal Netherlands Institute for Sea Research in Yersiki. Oh, nice. Mm, sure. Sure. Uh, now, where in the world is all this? Yeah. Don't you worry, everyone. Imagine France. You got it. Ah, now to the northeast is Belgium. Amazing. Okay. And to the northeast of Belgium is the Netherlands. I've heard of it. <laughs> Little Yersiki is a village situated on the southern shore, and it's charming as fuck. I can only imagine. Yeah. And we, 7,000 people, live here, and it's where Zhengcheng Zhu of the Royal Netherlands Institute was thinking about a tiny fellow called a ragworm. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I can already imagine the plush version yeah. of it. Yeah. And um, yeah. Oh, this would be a weird. Well, we'll, we'll see if I think it. it would work. <laughs> I think it would work. It, oh, because make... it would look like something, but yeah. But you know, anything crocheted really can look adorable. That's true. Yeah. You... Etsy, get on it. Yeah. We need, uh, we need a couple of ragworms. Yes, Artists, please. get on it. Into it. So, Dr. Marissa, why don't you tell us a little bit about our unfortunately named friend, the ragworm? I would love to talk about <laughs> it. Um, from uh, Zingcheng Zhu's uh, study published in the 2016 journal Ecology, amazing name, quote, uh, the common ragworm is uh, an opportunistic omnivore living in semi-permanent U or Y-shaped burrows uh, found within beaches, muddy sand, and mud along Atlantic coastlines. 
They have a lifespan of one to three years. That's a long time. Um, for a worm. Yeah. For a worm, yeah. Uh, the species has a wide array of different feeding strategies. Uh, filter feeding, deposit feeding, scavenging, and predation. Mm -hmm. For the last three categories, the worm partially emerges from the burrow, feeding on sediment around the burrow or taking a mouthful of material like plant and animal remains from the surface and retreating into the burrow. End quote. Mm -hmm. I relate a lot to this. Oh yeah. This sounds like every time I order uh, delivery food mm -hmm. and I, re I, I leave the burrow, yes. um, I get it. And then I retreat yes immediately and, yeah and immediately mm -hmm. it is an instant so i'm yeah. i i love this ragworm yeah yeah very very relatable yep thank you doctor for that uh yes my friends this introvert of a worm seriously <laughs> grows to a mere four inches in length you itty bitty uh sports two pairs of antenna stop it four pairs of tentacles oh. and four eyes and to be honest, I could do my best to explain some other funky physical features about this homebody, but I thought I'd show Dr. Marissa here a photo yes. first. And this photo will be on our social media stuffs with a bunch of other things. So please come on by and take a look at uh, this. It's a worm. It's a okay. worm, by okay. the way. Join but me. it might remind you of something else. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't know if I want a toy version of this. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like a reddish orange color, fun, and um, it kind of looks like a snake with a ton of legs. It looks like a millipede, yeah, right, but longer and it curves. So, it's like if you imagine like a curvy zigzag a la the 70s. That's kind of the shape that it is in right now. And so, yeah, it's a red, reddish orange body. It, it looks like it has a spine um, that's very visible. Mm. It's deep red. And then each of its little legs, um, or, or whatever you call them, mm -hmm. is um, white. Yeah, they're really interesting. It, it does look really like a millipede. really interesting. This sounds crazy, but the closer you look at it... Yeah. Uh, the cuter it is, but yeah. the farther you are away from it, <laughs> the scarier it is. I've never thought yeah. of anything like that. But yeah, the closer you get, I'm like, oh yeah, it's kind of cute. But then you get far away, and you're like, I don't want that thing yeah. fucking close to me. <laughs> yeah. Get it away. Yeah, if you get closer, there's like little fuzzies on the little legs. It has and little it's fuzzies. <laughs> yes. It's kind of cute. It's got kind of a cute little head. Um, yeah, yeah, but far away, it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, pretty much. We can crochet this. I think we. I think, I, think work. I think you can make it cute. It needs some cute eyes. Yeah, make, make the eyes, make the four eyes a little big. Yes, all set. All four <laughs> eyes, and then yeah, we nailed it. There you go. So from the wiki, quote: Each body segment has a pair of bristly appendages known as parapods, oh. which are used for walking and swimming. End quote. Cool. I would be very scared to see this I don't swim. Want, no. Fast. <laughs> Uh, and it turns out, my friends, those parapods are used for something extra special, too. Like killing me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm like a wee bit grossed out. Yeah. But it's I okay. See that. I feel like they're friendly. They're pretty friendly. Yeah. So let's get into it. Now, what perplexed Zen Chang was the presence of something called cord grass in their diet. Oh. Uh, cord grass is basically a green grass that grows wild over marshland. 
Uh, it can get super tall. Okay. And the seeds are surrounded by a notorious, notoriously tough husk. Oh, a tough mm-hmm. husk. Okay. Yeah. So honestly, how does a wee four-inch worm with pretty good mandibles eat this grass? Yeah. Well, Zen Chang did what any one of us would do in this situation. You okay. get yourself 20 ragworms and a bunch of seeds and see what the fuck happens. That's an, I mean... <laughs> Not everything has to be complicated. That's right. You guys, we need to stop overthinking and start just doing it. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. You're welcome. Thanks. I sound uh, like a fucking Reddit You sound Reddit like a life coach. Or something. You sound like yeah. a life coach. <laughs> this is how you do it. Do it. You do it. There you go. Step one. Step, Step one. one. Do, do it. it. <laughs> so, Dr. Marissa, let's get a little bit more specific. Please tell us what suspicions did researchers have as to how the worms get into their meals and how they set up these worms? I, we got to talk about it. All right. From the study, quote, to test the hypothesis uh, that cordgrass seeds cannot be consumed unless they have sprouted, uh, we conducted an experiment using both sterile seeds and sprouting seeds as food sources easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, This experiment lasted for three weeks, during which the foraging behavior of ragworms and the state of food items was monitored daily by direct visual observation, end quote. Mm -hmm. I like how they used uh, (laughs) the phrase monitored daily by direct visual observation as the word for we looked at them. Exactly. (laughs) We just took a peek. We looked at them. We took a peek. We watched. Yeah. Yeah. I would hate it if someone watched me eat, though. That's kind of... I would hate it, too. Yeah. No one needs to... Um, no one needs to see that. No, my eating does not deserve direct visual observation. <laughs> oh, no. If you see me eating out in the world... Look away. Look away. <laughs> look away. Shield your eyes. I was drinking coffee this morning, and half of the coffee was on my white t-shirt. And I was, I was like, no one needs to see this. I'm just a person. <laughs> Uh, so, my friends, Zen Chang had a sneaking suspicion that these worms used their little parapods to bury the seeds in their burrows. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm getting it now. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it. Ah! There they wait until the seeds start to grow into sprouts upon which they could chow down on the soft baby sprouts, rich in protein, fats, and amino acids. Just fucking delicious. Oh, my God. They're... Oh, they're farming. Yes. And they're healthy. Yeah. Her hands are in her face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Uh, so, and those hard-ass seeds, the sterile ones, well, the researchers believed the worms would just leave them alone. They wouldn't bother with them. Like, why? You know? Yeah. So, were the researchers right? Were these worms the first of their kind? Were they farming? Yeah. As so adorably reported by Elizabeth Preston of The Atlantic, quote, the scientists watched determined ragworms haul both unsprouted and sprouted seeds into their burrows. Oh. Three weeks later, the scientists sifted through the muck and discovered that every last sprout had been eaten, oh. but all the unsprouted seeds were still intact. Ragworms usually buried the seeds a centimeter, centi- centi- centimeter deep. Centimeter deep. What a word. <laughs> ragworms usually buried these seeds a centimeter deep or less. This depth would allow the seeds to sprout, Zen Chang said. It might take a weeks or months for a buried cordgrass seed to grow, depending on the season, but since ragworms stay in one burrow, a worm that planted a seed would still be there when it sprouted and would be glad to eat that sprout. End quote. Oh, they're so smart. Yeah, it's just so smart. They just grow their own Inside. food. 
in mm-hmm. in in their homes. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just a little broken right now. <laughs> Here I am ordering burritos every day when the ragworm is like, I want a I want a burrito, so I'm gonna do it myself. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna wait for the burrito to grow. God, that's amazing. <laughs> so yes, indeed. These little guys plant their own goddamn food, and they plant food right inside their own burrows. And if you think this is kind of significant, you're right. Yeah, I am. This type of <laughs> this type of cultivation of sprout growing has never been seen before in any other animal other than humans. Ted Schultz, an entomologist at the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C., told NewScientist.com, quote, it's the beginning of agriculture, oh. end quote. So... Our soon-to-be wormy overlords have learned to farm. Yes. But don't worry. There's lots of other contenders for overlord, actually. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Dr. Marissa, as reported by NewScientist.com, who are these? I, I, <laughs> we got to know. We got to know. Uh, quote, ragworms are not the first animals to take up farming. Some beetles, termites, and ants have cultivated fungus since long before humans started growing crops. Holy shit. The researchers also suspect that earthworms could be sprout growers because they are thought to supplement their diets with seeds. Mm-hmm. End quote. There you go. There you go. They're awesome. They're smart. And I'm ordering burritos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess the lesson here is that you don't need a green thumb after all, or any thumbs, to grow stuff. <laughs> so That's the best ending to yeah. an episode I've ever heard. <laughs> so put it on a tote. Put it on a tote and give it a shot. The end. The end. This is a wild, wild ride today. We I, have gone on the wildest ride. Holy shit. I feel kind of insane. I feel happy. crazy. We drank <laughs> so much the coffee. craziest coffee before this, so... We've just been grinding our teeth this whole episode, but it was incredible. I fucking love these bugs. They're incredible. Only half my body is sweaty. I don't know what that's about. I hope I'm okay. (laughs) Oh my God. We should talk about that after. (laughs) So thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, becoming a monthly monthly supporter, or every once in a while, you slip a five into our shorts or whatever. Thank you. (laughs) No judgments. We love it. Uh, Tell your friends. About the ants. And uh, George, thank you. And please, stay interesting. Please do.